Hey, what's up? My name is Ben Giroux. I am the voice of Big Nate on Paramount Plus from Nickelodeon, and I am chilling here with Elias on the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, it. it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Ben, welcome to the cave. Thanks, man. Great to be here. Exciting times, man. You got a nice little uh, animation coming out in about a week from now, uh, Big Nate. You've been on a roll last few years, man. It's been good, man. Yeah, really excited about the show. Um, it's just so cool to to finally be seeing the fruits of our labor. We've been working on this animated series now for two years throughout the wow. pandemic, and it's great that we're finally getting it to getting it out. Paramount Plus. That's right. So uh, before we even jump into the show, man, I was trying to do some research on you. You've been all over the place. You've done voiceover. You've done acting. Is there anything that I've left out so far? Like a little I directing. Mean, you've done a little directing too, because you've done the music video, the '90s there, the '90s music yeah. video. Yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly in 2022 as an entertainer, you have to be a, a multi-hyphenate. You know, I think early on in my career, I thought, ah, oh, you, you, you know, I don't want anyone to know I do anything other than acting uh, or you know being a television actor. Now I would say I, I do lots of stuff. So I direct commercials and music videos and TV pilots through my company, Small Red Cape. Uh, I'm certainly a voice actor where I'm here to talk about you know m my animated series that's coming out with Nickelodeon. I also do uh, on-camera acting. So I've been on hundreds of episodes of television shows. Uh, and uh, what else do I do? I produce, I write music, um, I'm pitching shows, I'm directing a documentary. I do lots Lots of stuff. So, you know, 10 years ago, if you were to say, hey, man, what do you do? I would say, oh, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Now, I like to say I just make cool stuff with my friends. Yeah. So what made you get into the uh, entertainment world? Like, I know you grew up like in the you know, like, late 80s, early 90s. Like, what influenced you to get into this? Yeah, I mean, gosh, if I think back, there's a photo of me as a six-month-old with my dad holding me up to the 80s television screen while I watched The Three Stooges, you know, Moe smashing an anvil over Curly's head. So I think I was hooked on comedy from an early age. Uh, you know, and I grew up really sort of terrorizing my younger sister with crazy cartoon voices running around the house. So I knew I was sort of destined for a, a kind of a cartoony life. Um, you know, I grew up, my parents owned a comic book store, so I grew up in very sort of a very oh, wow. colorful uh, atmosphere. And, uh, you know, went to theater school, uh, ultimately graduated from USC, was lucky enough to book my first television show uh, with the Fairley brothers, uh, who did something about Mary and uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, my final year of college. But yeah, so I, I guess, you know, from an early age, I was interested in comedy and making people laugh. Uh, I became very comfortable on the stage. I sort of grew up in the theater. And that sort of translated all through college until I started working immediately in television after I graduated. Wow. So uh, doing all this and everything, like a lot of like listeners and viewers that are tuning in, they, they know you from Henry Dageman. And like, every, like you, even on TikTok, you're still doing the toddler this day yeah you know it's crazy to think i've been playing the toddler on henry danger and danger force for almost 10 years now which is like insane longevity in television especially these days uh yeah so i'm the the og villain on henry danger uh i've played an evil man baby gangster now for a decade uh and i love it man like i said i'm a theater guy so you know kids television tends to be pretty broad certainly a broad character uh and a character that i get to really showcase my 
my vocal abilities with, too. You know, he talks so crazy. So uh, I've really enjoyed being on Nickelodeon for so long. I certainly have established a great relationship with the network over the years mm -hmm. on camera. And it's great that that relationship is starting to to really uh, prove successful with, with voiceover as well. Uh, you know, I grew up watching Doug and Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy on the, on the animation side with OG Nicktoons. But I also mm -hmm. watched... All that and Keenan and Kel back in the day. So really to sort of ha be a staple uh, on on-camera Nickelodeon and now animation Nickelodeon as an adult really feels full circle. But uh, my daughter is six years old, by the way, and she's just started getting into Henry Danger. So I was like, I had to I had to tell you when you're going to come on the air. Like she loves that show. And I, as soon as I told her that you were coming on, she like went crazy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so. Like, like you said, you've been part of like the Nickelodeon family. Did you ever like think like you're like cemented in there now with all the shows that you've done and projects? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, you know, everybody sort of carves out their own path in the entertainment industry. I, I just I don't know if you've seen that that meme online of like how it started and how it's going that a lot of people mm. have been doing. But I, I found a photo of me and my sister when I was like 10 years old sitting on a Nickelodeon bench at Nickelodeon Orlando, Florida. And I posted that as how it started. And then I posted, you know, the article announcing my new show, Big Nate, on Nickelodeon uh, and with how it's going. And, you know, it's just, again, it feels very full circle. I'm very grateful to, to work with, you know, the network that I exclusively watched as a kid. Uh, and my hope is now I get to sort of create some, some new memories for, for, kids in 2022 uh, before we jump into big nate also what, tell, tell us a little about that 90s video that went viral that you made and how did you get the idea with that i watched it again last night before before we spoke today and it's like it's genius first of all the way oh, but how thanks, did you come man. up with that how did you come up with that idea Look, I've always been a really creative guy outside of my acting career. I, I was never satisfied with like just doing acting roles and auditioning and stuff. So early on in the days of YouTube, I started creating a lot of my own content. And that really started to build and grow and spiral into me creating my own company, Small Red Cape. We do commercials and music videos and, and TV pilots. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess the genesis of the 90s video was I, I'm a short guy, so I played a lot of short roles on television and i always wanted to do this like braggadocious kind of buster rhyme style hip-hop music video about being short and so i teamed up with a buddy of mine jensen reed who's a, a hip-hop artist and a songwriter and we made a music video years ago called little dude anthem and it was basically me rapping as a smurf and a christmas elf uh, and it did really well and it was supposed to be a one-off project. And then Jensen and I said, hey, man, this was this really sort of ratcheted up what we thought was possible with production. It really was a high-end music video. What else do we get excited about? What do we want to make another video about? And we both really enjoy 90s nostalgia. We both really are sort of reflective guys for simpler times. And, you know, I'm a product of the 90s. I grew up in the 90s. I love the 90s. So we spent two years working on a celebratory music video called Back to the 90s. And when we finally put it out, uh, it, it went nuts. We got 100 million views. We charted at number 11 on Billboard. We joined the Backstreet Boys in Las Vegas. And it really ratcheted up my company to a new level. Mm. Uh, Jensen and I were able to subsequently make a ton of new music videos. We're actually working on Back to the 2000s as we speak. Um, and, you know, it really sort of opened up a whole new world of opportunities for me, both as a director and on camera uh, and really as a content creator. Mm -hmm. Now, like for the, you said you mentioned the 2000s, like are you like already like writing down ideas of what you want to bring into this video from the 2000s? 
Yeah, so we, you know, after the 90s video we made, uh, you know, we made like an arcade video about retro arcade mm. games. We made our Back to the 80s sequel where we built like 50 custom sets and, and, and really tried to uh, ramp up what was possible in terms of fitting multiple genres of music and multiple styles into a single music video. That video did very successful. But we teased at the end of our 80s video, we had thousands and thousands of people from all over the world asking for us to do the same kind of nostalgia hip-hop comedy treatment to the decade of the 2000s, or the aughts, however you want to refer to it. And um, we had intended to do that prior to the pandemic, and then this pesky little thing called COVID happened. Uh, so we were delayed on it, but I'm, I'm really happy uh, in, you know, really we just got cranking on it this year in 2022. The song is almost complete. It's really good. It, I think it's our best song yet. Um, and we have a pretty inventive plan for what we want to do in terms of filming it, but I don't want to give too much away. But my hope is that in, in calendar year 2022, we'll be releasing uh, the next crazy music video of ours. And it's interesting, you know, I, I spend so long on a three or four minute project and every frame matters. And what mm. I've really enjoyed about TikTok is I'm posting two things a day on TikTok. Wow. And so... While I can really spend time, you know, focusing on on my, you know, filmmaker minutia on YouTube, on TikTok, I can just put stuff out, build an audience, like experiment, try stuff. It's a little messier, and I, I really appreciate sort of both sides of making content. You mentioned uh, one more thing about the '90s. Like, what is one thing that you miss from the '90s? Oh man, I mean everything. Can we just go back to 2019 where we didn't have masks? Um, <laughs> You know, look, I think the 90s was the last period of time where you had, you you required human connection. You know, mm. uh, it was right before, uh, you know, cell phones and technology really took over. You know, I remember, you know, playing in the front yard and needing to memorize my friend's phone numbers right. and blowing in a cartridge so that you could play a Nintendo game. Like, there was this really charming analog quality to the 90s and i think that uh i miss the simplicity of that now we are beholden to our phones and while i'm certainly grateful for my phone in that it unlocks sort of a whole world of content creation possibilities there is something i miss about running around my high school you know courtyard with a mini dv camera trying to create a you know a comedy short and then figure out how to get it on a vhs tape right <laughs> it's like the, the only good thing about like now it's like also, you know, you talk about like the cell phones, and everything like there's times where, you know, you have to unplug just for a little bit just to make yourself oh, yeah. feel better. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. And look, I'm also very grateful for technology in that yeah. I'm speaking to you from my home broadcast voiceover booth where I'm able to create my my animated series. Uh, and that would only be possible with modern technology. Right. Yeah, let's jump right into Big Nate now. Um, how like now is this always going to be a Paramount Plus show or was it first like gonna be nickelodeon and then well yeah, what's so the whole one, story behind that one of the things that nickelodeon's doing right now in keeping up with the times is that you know more and more people are embracing streaming services rather than traditional television and so nickelodeon's been really smart about releasing a lot of their new animated properties on paramount plus which is their sort of uh, streamer uh and you know so i'm really excited because i feel like 
us premiering on Paramount Plus with Big Nate opens us up to an even wider audience. Uh, and, and look, I think we have a pretty edgy show. And so I think kids and adults alike are really going to like it. And I think that being on a streamer, um, again, just opens us up to a wider audience. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, who knows what their plans are. I know a lot of their uh, shows subsequently appear on Nickelodeon after they premiere on a streamer. So I'm not sure exactly what the plans are yet, mm -hmm. but but really happy with the Paramount Plus partnership. And certainly the, the um, you know, the advertisements we've been getting as a result. You know, we have a giant billboard in Times Square right now, which is that, really... Yeah really just a cool life moment and and one that would only be possible by us premiering on a streamer yeah now was this uh how did you get approached for this project was it like an audition was this like somebody that you worked with before they told you to come on or yeah it's a, no it's a great question so i've obviously had a great relationship with nickelodeon over the years i was the voice of mikey monroe on uh butch hartman's um bunsen is a beast show a few years ago you know i've done tons of voices with the studio loud house blazing the monster machines etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, so great relationships over there. I did audition for it. In fact, I auditioned for Big Nate probably four or five times. My first audition was in December 2019. Um, so there were months of, of auditions. And, and look, rightfully so, uh, Nate's got 90% of the dialogue in every episode. So they had to get it right. And I'm humbled and honored that they chose me. Um, but it was great already having an existing sort of relationship with the studio itself, with the network, and also having a great relationship with the other actors on the show, coincidentally. So my real-life writing partner, Arnie Pantoja, was cast as Teddy Ortiz, Nate's sort of co-conspirator in all of his hijinks. So my actual real-life sort of improv comedy dynamic with Arnie is reflected in Nate and Teddy on the show. Bryce Charles, who plays Dee Dee Holloway on the show, uh, who's the theater nerd of our show, Bryce and I actually met doing a theater show, doing a play a few months prior. Uh, Daniel Cohen, who play and Daniel M. K. Cohen, who plays Francis. Um, you know, Daniel and I, he's a fellow short guy. We met doing a Christmas elf audition years ago. So it was really cool, especially in a pandemic, coming in with existing friendships. Uh, and I think that's really contributed to to you know the the friendships you see reflected on screen in the show are, are authentic friendships in real life. Now you mentioned audition like five times, like every time you went in there, like, did you do like a different voice until you like kind of had an idea how you wanted to voice this character? Yeah, I think one of the cool trends about animation that I see right now is that, you know, animation 15 years ago used to be super over the top and cartoony. And now <laughs> there's a real grounded nature to the performances. You know, what I what I really like about Big Nate is that there's kind of an edge to the comedy, an old school Doug, yeah. Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy vibe. Um, and and look, I think so in terms of the figuring out the voice, Nate's voice is less about doing something super different. It's a little higher, but it's more about just finding your inner awesome. He's got like, he's just got this unabashed confidence and he's got this fearless nature. And so it's less about how you sound and more about how you deliver the lines. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you book the role now, did you like, because the show's based off books. Did you go back to like just read a couple books just to get an idea like how you want to like voice them and play them, you know, like the yeah, reactions so, to things. So I'm 37. So I missed like the initial Big Nate surge uh, when, 
you know, when everybody got hyped about Big Nate. So it's been really fun for me to kind of retroactively go back and educate myself on a massive global fan base that Big yeah. Nate already has. Um, so certainly my task as the, the title character is to honor the source material, the very successful comic strip and book series, but also to invite in a whole new generation of Big Nate fans. Uh, and I think the show and the team of writers and everybody, the cast has done a really great job of that, where we're playing off of the characters and the relationships and the locations that people already know and love who know mm -hmm. Big Nate. But also, all of the TV episodes are original storylines. So the analogy I've been using with people is it's a house. The, the, the book series, the comic strip is the foundation of our house. And then it's our job on the television show to create rooms and floors uh, on top of that. And I think the team's done a really great job of it. Wow. Now, when you, uh, when you guys started like recording and pretty much getting ready for the show, like were you, was it each person going in there doing their lines or did you get to work with others? Yeah. So one of the things that's made our show so unique is that I booked this show officially the first week of the pandemic. And so we have exclusively recorded this series over the past two years remotely. Uh, and it's been a real astounding achievement for all departments, the writers, the animators, the cast. It's amazing. When you see the show, you'll never know that none of us have ever been in the same room. Mm. What I will say is specifically amazing about our show is that most animated series right now are happening remotely. An actor patching in with a voice director uh, over Zoom and Source Connect at home. And then the performances are, are edited together uh, retroactively. Our show still has found a way to record as an ensemble, which has really contributed, I think, to the magic of the comedy in that we still get on a Zoom once a week and we're able to riff with each other. I'm able to react off of other actors' performances. Uh, most importantly, we're able to improvise. I give a lot of credit to our showrunner, Mitch Watson, who lets us riff with each other. Uh, and I, all of those little magic comedy moments that you find between the scripted lines, I think really help elevate our show uh, and the comedy and could only be possible uh, by doing it and recording it as an ensemble. So a lot of credit to Nickelodeon for figuring out the technical hurdles required to allow us to still record together as a group. What did you love about this character? Oh, man. I mean, I see so much of myself in Big Nate, but, you know, Nate's Nate's an artist. He doodles. In fact, it's a 3D CGI animated show, but Nate's doodles come to life in the show as 2D animations. I actually doodled as a kid in real life. I almost went into the fine arts. So it's there's some weird parallels in life about how Nate is an artist and I grew up as an artist. Uh, what I really admire about Nate, though, and where I differed from my own sixth grade experience is Nate is just filled with the most confidence in the world. He's such a confident kid. I don't really feel like I had that confidence or that tight-knit group of friends in sixth grade. So in many ways, this is a sixth grade do-over for me. But Nate is, the thing I admire most about him is he's fearless. He's got unbelievable confidence. And, uh, you know, that that leads him into some really crazy adventures with his group of friends. How many episodes are, are we about to see uh, so, released? Yeah, great question. So the first eight episodes are about to drop on February 17th on Paramount+. Plus. We've recorded plenty more thereafter. They're going to be released in batches. Um, I don't think I can say anything more than that, but um, mm. we've done a bunch of them. We continue to do a bunch of them, and I'm really hopeful and crossing my fingers that we will, we will continue on. Now, did you get a chance to voice anybody else on this show, like a smaller character also? Because I know like sometimes you guys do that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Nickelodeon's really great about that. So what happens is like, the, you know, your core sort of four or five people on the show, you know, you show up to work every week and they then they divvy out the ancillary roles to you. So in almost every episode, all of us play two or three other smaller characters on the show. Um, lots of fun, fun, you know, anytime you hear other kids, other random adults, other teachers, it's all us just doing different voices. Uh, we've had some really wonderful guest stars on the show outside of that. You know, Jack Black is in the pilot with me. That's right. Um, so had a really fun time, sort of, you know, real bucket list moment, sort of acting off of Jack's performance. Um, uh, they've told me things I can and can't say. Suffice it to say, we've had some great, great guest stars on the show. Some really fun um, actors have appeared. And uh, but yeah, I would say we do a lot of of ancillary characters as well. So I mean, at this point, it's been dozens and dozens and yeah. dozens of additional characters. When you have uh, kids tuning in to watch this, what do you want? Like, what do you want them to feel watching this? Like, like the reaction. Yeah. I mean, look. First and foremost, this has been a really challenging two years for all of us. So yeah. the first thing I want people of all ages to take away is just some laughter 22 23 minutes of levity right like we just need to laugh so that's the number one thing the second thing i think is really cool about big nate is like big nate and his group of friends aren't really cool they're not the cool kids in school but they think they are and that's all that matters nate is on this constant quest to find his version of awesomeness uh and and i think that's a great lesson for all kids right like find your inner awesome don't care what other people think of you and and go forth with confidence knowing that you and your friends are absolutely awesome. Uh, so, yeah, again, it's just that confidence. It's that that just unabashed confidence that I think all kids could be served well by. What do you think? We're going to see a Big Nate movie? I can't say anything. That? I can't say anything officially, but I feel good about that. There you go. Uh, what's next for you now? Like any other like little projects are coming up that you want to tell the viewers and listeners? Yeah, you know it's interesting. I've got I'm, my voice is coming out on plenty of other shows, but I'm not able to say what they are right now, which I'm sure yeah. you encounter frequently when you talk to people. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, currently directing uh, a docu series that again I can't say much about, but I'm very excited about that because it's sort of a new genre uh, uh, to explore. Working on that Back to the 2000s music mm -hmm. video that I'm very excited to release this year. Uh, and and certainly I'm still doing the toddler on Danger Force. Actually, my next episode of Danger Force comes out on February 17th as well on uh, the release day of Big Nate. So it'll be a good Nickelodeon day for me. <laughs> uh, ben, how can the viewers and listeners find you on social media? I know you're all yeah, over the place. Totally, man. Yeah, just find my name, Ben Giroux, B-E-N-G-I-R-O-U-X. Uh, TikTok and Instagram are where I am most uh, active, I would say, where I'm posting lots of stuff every day. Ben, man, this was great. Thanks for coming on, and let's get you back on with the new projects. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast, and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.